As Dr. Purvis continues his series on the lives of biblical characters, this lesson will look into the life of Samson, a man who struggled with lust and immaturity, but whom God still used for a great purpose. If you have ever doubted your ability to make a great impact, this lesson is sure to encourage you. All right, I want to welcome you to Bill Purvis Leadership today and tell you that I'm excited about being able to share some more lessons with you from the leaderships of uh, uh, lessons from Bible characters. And uh, as you know, for the last few lessons, we've looked at some of those. And, and today I want to also stay on that theme and try to challenge you with a lesson from some Bible characters that I believe have stood the test of time. Today I want to call your attention to a man whose name was Samson. Uh, I've got a dog named Samson. He's a great Dane, so I had to name him Samson. Obviously it fits. And, uh, and he's turned out to be kind of like a miniature Shetland pony around here. But uh, I named him Samson because I, uh, I just thought, you know, that, that reminded me of that Bible character. Now, the good and the bad. I don't want my dog to get the bad character of this guy, but I want him to learn the good. I do know that you and I, when we look at uh, people in the Scripture, I believe that we're looking at some of the best examples of leadership. That's why I wanted to look that direction. I hadn't found anybody that's been doing that, and uh, I just thought it'd be good for all of us. Samson as you might have heard in the Bible, was a strong man. Now, he wasn't strong uh, spiritually at all, and, uh, and he didn't have great strong leadership strength. I mean, the guy just was not the best leader. He was put in a leadership position. The danger was he wasn't a great leader, but he was physically strong. He, he was a physical phenom. Uh, ironically, here's what's funny when you think about him. We think that he's big. He was not. He was not a big guy. Um, when we think of Samson, we think of Arnold Schwarzenegger or, or Bill Kazmaier, you know, the host of CBS's World's Strongest Man show. On a side note, by the way, Bill Kazmaier attends our church from time to time. He lives about 40 minutes from here, and uh, he's a friend. And uh, when he comes to church and he sits in the seat, he takes it all up. I mean, Bill is a big, big guy. But Samson was not a big, physical, imposing guy. In fact, the Bible says that they wondered where his strength came from. Uh, they didn't see him as some bulking hulk that overpowered the room and stood out. Samson was normal, but yet God had given him a gift of being strong physically. And so today, when we begin to talk about leadership, the lessons we're going to learn from Samson, they're not all positive. I, I wish they were, but they're not. But I think we can learn from Babins as well. He's a bad example in a lot of ways, but I believe we can learn from him. So let's get started, okay? Let me show you some things about Samson. Number one is this, Samson acts hastily. Most of Samson's decisions are made without thought. When you read of him and Delilah, many of us fail to remember that Delilah was actually his second marriage. His first wife was kind of a love at first sight. Uh, it was with a girl whose name is not even recorded in the Bible. She's called a Philistine. So I guess if she's Philistine, I'm going to nickname her Phyllis. Uh, the, the Philistines were supposed to be off limits to Samson's people. Yet old Samson, he breaks right through the customs. He goes, uh, he goes for what his flesh is wanting. And one of the things that, uh, that he does is he just charges hard after this girl. One of the, one of the things that a leader's got to learn to get a handle on, if you're going to be a good leader, is you've got to learn how to make good, timely decisions and right choices. And people won't follow you along if you're reckless like Samson was. They want a leader who doesn't fire, fire, fire without aiming. Uh, they look for leadership that has thought through the consequences of their decision. So if you're a leader, let me encourage you. Uh, think before you fire. I mean, I'm just telling you, some, some folks make major messes when they don't have to uh, simply because they don't think first. Uh, now, I know that sometimes you, you're going to have to act fast. You know, there, there's sometimes you don't have a choice. 
You know, they're just giving to you and, and you got to act quickly. But that shouldn't be the normal pattern for your life. Any organization that is succeeding and, and is going to be growing is going to have enough problems without creating more of them because we act fast. And so don't be a hasty acting leader. You don't want that at the top. That was the first thing that Samson did that I think was foolish. Uh, love at first sight, run off and marry the first girl he saw. Uh, the, the second thing about him was Samson shows us that he can't control his physical desires. Now, when Samson meets Phyllis, um, what's interesting is he runs home, and these are his exact words. Uh, he, he goes up to his father, and he says, I saw a woman. Go get her for me. And can you believe that? I had to read that two or three times when I first saw it. I saw a woman. Go get her for me. Um, he, he sees this knockout girl, and his hormones start raging. Samson doesn't know her name. He doesn't know her race. He doesn't know religion. He doesn't know her background. He doesn't know her history. He don't know anything about this girl. He don't know what baggage she's going to bring or hang-ups she has. All Samson says is, I saw a woman. She looks good to me. Go get her. And so now he wants to marry this girl that he just saw. This guy is thinking below the belt line. He's foolish. Uh, let, me, let me help you here. The respect of leadership is found in not how many people you lead, but how well you lead yourself. You got that? The respect you're going to gain in leadership is not going to be found in how many people you can lead, but how well you lead yourself. I see this today all the time. I see a lot of leaders in leadership roles who can't handle the basics. You know, it's only a matter of time before it's going to come crashing down. See, Samson, he wants what he wants right now, and he doesn't consider anything other than his own physical urges. Uh, you know how the story turns out. That marriage doesn't last. It's, it's in no time. It's a bust. And Samson's off to another chase somewhere. So when you begin to look at his life, the first thing you see is the man's acting hastily and he can't control his physical desires. Two bad signs. Third one is he's been given special gifts from his creator. Now, one thing that all of us have are gifts by God. I really hope you know that. I, I, I want to I encourage you that. I, I fear that a lot of people, that many people, go through life never knowing that they are gifted and never discerning their own unique gift. It's a sad state to be in, by the way. When you don't know that you are gifted or you don't discover your gifts, you're going to go through life feeling inadequate and you're going to go through admiring the gifts of other people who found theirs. You know, so when you see other people who know their gifts, you wish that you were like them. I want to plead with you right now. I mean, I really want to plead with you to push the pause button of your life and discover your gifts. And you say, well, Bill, how do I do that? Here's several ways. One is ask the people that are close to you to help you. You know, ask them. Say, tell me what do you see in me that uh, you think is a strength? And, and ask them. You'll be surprised how many people around you probably already noticed your gifts, and uh, they can tell you if you'll let them. And another thing is ask God to show you. I mean, he's the one who gave it to you. Surely he's not trying to hide it from you. So ask him. Spend some time praying and say, God, show me what is my gift. I mean, don't let me waste my time and my life doing what doesn't matter. Show me my gifts. And, and then ask yourself. Uh, ask yourself, what, what is it that gives you energy? What is it that you do easier than other people do? That, that may be hard for somebody else, but you do it pretty easy. And, um, and if you can do that, look at your strengths. I'm promising you this. I believe this with all my heart, and I want you to listen to me carefully. You've got unique, special gifts, just like Samson had. You've got them. But you've got to slow down long enough to evaluate what yours are. I love this verse. Uh, a man's gift was said before kings. It means if you really want to succeed, 
you need to find out what your gifts are. Your gift will take you there, but you got to stop and figure out what your gift is. Now, one way you can do it, think about this. Uh, if you were stranded on an island with your family, your friends, what is it that you could bring to the table to help them or to help all of you survive or even to help you be rescued? What is it that, that you could do that you'd say, this is what I would do to help us to be able to survive or, or be rescued? You need to discover your gift. And so I want to encourage you. Samson had his gift. There's a great gift within him. But I don't believe it's any less than yours. I think you've got one too. And your goal has got to be to figure that out. Now, let me give you the fourth thing I look about, I look at and see in Samson's life. Samson was emotionally immature. Um, that was his weakness, one, one of them. Uh, one of the obvious weaknesses is that uh, Samson spent too much time playing around. He played riddles with the people. He hangs around small groups just so he can be the life of the party. Um, he enjoys being a big fish in a little pond. And then Samson pouts when he don't get his way. He blows up in anger a lot. Uh, if you just look at him, the guy is a classic baby in a great, in a, in a strong body. Uh, he's emotionally immature. He, uh, there are a lot of people that have academically achieved and they have financially achieved and they have, they have positionally achieved. They've just never emotionally arrived yet. I mean, they, they're emotionally, they just haven't hit the, hit the spot yet where it's up. And that oftentimes keeps them in a lot of trouble. Uh, that's what Samson's problem was. It's a bad quality for a leader to have. Leaders are going to be in the fire. Sometimes leaders are going to be hit and accused and attacked. You can't emotionally bail out, quit, throw in the towel, blow up, or spend your time playing around all the time. You know, if you're going to be a leader, you're going to have to emotionally step up to the plate. You know, we have we have these tests we look for for a leader. We say, well, do they have the uh, the responsibility test? Are they mentally intelligent? Well, I want to tell you, you need to be emotionally intelligent as well. Staying calm under pressure, cool under fire, steadying the storm. Those are the things that, that I believe are going to make a good leader, or they'll break a good leader. So uh, when I look at Samson's life, one of the big things that's obviously a downfall is he was emotionally immature. And then the fifth thing is uh, he cannot control his mouth. Now, this is funny, but when you look at Samson, man, this guy, he's talking when he ought to be shutting up. Uh, he's, uh, he's just not, he's not smart here with what he reveals. He reveals a lot of his secrets, and one of the big ones he reveals is the one that's going to get him in trouble. See, when he's with Delilah, uh, she's up to no good, and she's, uh, she's loyal to her country and her kinsmen, and she uses her flattery and charm to deceive Samson. So she's pressing him every day. You know, Samson, uh, if you loved me, you'd tell me where your strength come from. Uh, Samson, everybody knows you're strong, and we all recognize that in you, but there's got to be a secret to it. What would make you weak, Samson? And she just keeps on and on and on. And Samson knows what the weakness is. He knows God provided him his strength. You remember that Samson had long hair, and uh, when his hair was cut, it would take away his physical strength. Samson's foolish, though. Samson keeps playing around. He teases with her. He tempts, uh, she tempts him, he pouts, she pouts with him. Um, he keeps playing around. He makes a game of something that's going to be very crucial to his life, and that's his strength. Uh, he's playing with his gift, and uh, he makes a game of a serious trust he has with God. And then, like expected, Samson one day just reveals his secret. And one of the things that you're going to learn as a leader is you better not reveal everything. In fact, hear me out here. Some of you young young leaders, um, 
the higher you go in leadership, the more you're going to have to be in control of your thoughts, uh, your opinion, your knowledge. I'll tell you a mistake I've made many times in my life. Many of them. It's my mistakes. Nobody can, uh, you know, can be blamed for it but me. I did it. I used to, and I'm still working on it, but I used to really make the mistake of thinking out loud or thinking in the wrong company. You know, I'd, I'd be with people and I'd get ideas and vision and, uh, and I'd just think out loud. I, I'd just, in their presence, I'd tell them what I was thinking. Uh, or I'd, you know, I would think it hoping that they would, uh, I'd say what I thought thinking that they would, you know, help me to explore the idea of the process. They didn't. They would take it and run ahead or blow it up. And, um, and, I, and I had to learn. I cannot think out loud with some people. And that was a big problem for me because I thought I could trust everybody. In fact, um, I believe the best in everybody. And, and, and as I grow in leadership, I've learned that not everybody can be trusted. Not everybody has pure motives. Not everybody ought to be informed. So let me help you here. It's going to be real wise for you to learn to guard your tongue. Samson made a, a crucial error when he let his lust guide him, you know, back with, with the women thing. But the biggest mistake he ever made, I think, was when he let his mouth reveal things. You know, he put his mouth in, in uh, gear and had his brain in neutral. He, he should have thought and not spoken. And a lot of people I know that are good leaders and, and good potential leaders, but the one problem they got is they don't know when to shut up. They don't know when to to conceal some things. And that doesn't mean you're deceitful or dishonest if you conceal it. It's probably going to mean you're wise. Uh, the Bible says where there are few words, uh, there, you won't have as many problems. And where there are many words, transgression is unavoidable. saw a picture one time of a bass on a man's wall. had a little inscription under it and said, I wouldn't be here if I'd have kept my mouth shut. I think of a lot of people that have been, been messed up because they couldn't keep their mouth shut. So here's what I'll tell you. Um, be careful of those people that come into your life seeking information in areas that are none of their business. You know, think about this. Why was it important for Delilah to know Samson's weakness or where his strength came from? Well, why was that important to her? It didn't matter. It shouldn't have. If somebody's pressing you often for information or you just sense a check in your spirit or you got a little warning there uh, that there's no good reason or benefit uh, for good that's going to come of it, why should you reveal it? You don't have to do that. Control your tongue and you're going to be a better leader. So one of the big problems that Samson had was he couldn't control his mouth and that got him in trouble. Uh, number number five was, or number six was this. He he lacked, uh, his lack of control became his downfall. Now, now, let me help you here. Once you lose control of yourself, you lose control of your leadership. A lot of good leaders have blown up their organization because they lost personal control. I mean, you, you're seeing it all the time. You're seeing that governors and congressmen and preachers and all these guys, when they mess up in their in their personal life, they've messed up their organization or the trust of it. And so, you know, once you lose control of yourself, you lose control of the leadership. Uh, they, that, that's why I tell you, be very careful. Uh, the, the Philistines discovered Samson's weakness. They cut his hair off. They put his eyes out. And then they used him as a slave. They would mock him. And they had him working at a grinding mill in the public square of the city like an animal. Uh, I, you and I, you know, when you see that picture, it grieves us. I've seen a lot of leaders lately who've lost their ministries. And it grieves me. I'll be honest with you. When, when I hear of another uh, minister who has fallen, uh, I don't take any delight at all in their misery. I, I, I often wonder, uh, did they ever feel their conscience prick them or hear the voice of God tell them to stop or slow down or turn around and, 
And, and why weren't they wise enough? And, and why did they ignore that voice? Now, I want to encourage you to respect in your life the boundaries. And I want to encourage you to even cherish the warning sounds in your soul. When you begin to sense in you that, that the alarms are going off, I want to encourage you, man, stop, listen, be alert. I mean, if it got all those folks, we're no different. It can get us. And so my, my hope to you is this. Uh, get real self-control of your life and watch what you do and treasure what you have and don't lose what you've got by being foolish. Let me give you the last thing that I think is a great encouragement. Um, he still has a heart for God, and though bruised, he can be used. He's still got a heart for God, and though bruised, he can be used. Uh, Samson's marching around publicly pushing this wheel on the grinding machine, and while he was doing that, nobody was noticing that his hair was growing back. Now, let me help you here. The gift that God put within him was still there. Though he had fallen, God didn't forsake him. And one day when the Philistines were having this big party, Samson felt uh, his way over to the columns of the building that, that uh, the columns held the building up. And he pled with God to give him one last chance to do something great. And God gave it to him. And though Samson was small and beaten down and blind at this point in his life, he leaned against the pillars of the building and he pushed with all of his might. And the record is that the building collapsed and over a thousand enemies died that day. He, Samson died also. In his final hour, he did more than he ever did in all of his most fruitful days. In fact, the book of Hebrews calls it this. It says, Samson was a hero of faith. Now, here's what I want to tell you about that. Here's how I apply it. Some of you that are listening right now, maybe you've made some real mistakes in your life and you've made some bad blunders and foolish decisions. And, and I, just, I just need to say this to you. If there's something inside of you that wants to recover, I believe you can. I believe that God is a God of recovery. I believe God's a God of re restoration. Some of you that uh, that you may have said, you know, I've been like Samson. I've been reckless. I've made uh, I've made decisions based on physical urges. I've lacked control in my life. I didn't control my mouth. I was immature. Uh, man, I you know I, I I used my gift to to blow it. And and if in your life you say, you know, Bill, I I'm one of those. I mean, man, I'm I'm I've wrecked it too. I have a word for you today about leadership, and that is I believe that if you want to be restored, you can be. Now, you may have to go back and make things right where they've been. You may have to repent. Uh, you may have to find some, uh, some, uh, some, some people in your life that hold you accountable. But I do believe that if you want to be restored, that God's a God of restoration. And so I want to pray for you today, and I want to pray that God will bless your life. And I want to encourage you to continue to grow. And I want to ask you to look at these Bible characters, as I've said it in one of the other lessons that... Uh, that I, I know I've got all the books on leadership and I read it and I love it and all the other stuff. But I got to tell you, in my opinion, the greatest how-to book in the world is the Bible that tells you how to build a life, how to build a marriage, how to handle your finances, how to lead. I believe the examples of the lives of those people that come out of it are without a doubt the people that have already stood the test of time and they've got a lot of truth that we can glean from. That's why I got excited about trying to share this stuff with you. And my goal is as you look at some of their lives, you can learn from what they've done. And we can grow together. So before I close, I want to pray with you, okay? And let me pray that God will bless your life. Father, I pray for the listeners of uh, Bill Purvis Leadership today. Give us wisdom and the desire to learn from even people like Samson's life. Helps to guard our mouth. Helps to harness our human urges. And help us to be used by you. I pray you'll focus our path. And, and Lord, I pray you'll put blinders on our eyes and, and use us for your causes. And Lord, for some that may even have made some big mistakes in their life and, and uh, they, they know they've blown it and they themselves feel the shame and, and regret, 
I pray today that you'd help them to experience real forgiveness and that they'd believe that once again that you can use them as you did Samson. And I pray you would use them again. I pray that they'd be wiser and I pray that they'd be strong in broken places. And Lord, for all of those listeners today, use their life, use their organization, use them to become all you want them to be, I pray in Jesus' name. Amen. And I want to thank you for listening today and tell you, I look forward to every opportunity we have of growing together. I'd love to hear from you from time to time. Let me know how you're growing, what's going on in your life, and let's take this journey together to become all that God put us in this world to become. Until next time, I wish you the very, very best as you grow in Him. We hope that this lesson has been an encouragement to you. No matter what mistakes you have made or where you feel you have failed, God is anxiously waiting to restore you and help you discover your purpose. We would like to help you get started with our series, High Definition Living. The series is valued at $30, but is available to you this month only at $19.95. Simply call 1-800-474-9235 to take advantage of this offer.